Welcome to the Alpha Female Podcast with me, your host, Robin Baldwin. This show is to inspire you to embrace living like an alpha female. But what is an alpha female? An alpha female is a powerful and assertive woman. Her confidence is due to being an intelligent and intellectual problem solver. She chooses ambition and is proud of it, but strives for a happy and healthy work-life harmony. An alpha female puts herself first, sticks to her priorities, but nurtures relationships with all the people in her life. So let's get started. You've heard me sharing about my Thriving for MS guide several weeks now, but I've actually adapted it so I could create a free guide for you to optimize five areas of your life that are the building blocks of your overall health. It's everything I wish I had known to take care of myself before my MS diagnosis happened. I believe that those who thrive living with an autoimmune disease have been gifted with a sidekick and it's our duty to teach others about proactive health, even before it becomes a pain point in your life. So I've put together a guide on the five building blocks of health. You can find out how to eat right for your body, different ways of moving your body, getting yourself into an amazing fitness or movement routine, learn how to get better quality and quantity of sleep. Learn to decrease that stress and really manage it, and then reduce toxic load on your body. So download the free guide at bit.ly forward slash health building blocks. That's bit.ly forward slash health building blocks and blocks is plural. I hope you guys enjoy it. Please message me on Instagram once you download it and let me know how it is serving you. You are listening to the Alpha Female Podcast, episode 148. All links in show notes can be found at robinbaldwin.com forward slash podcast. Today on the show, we're talking to Erica Stanford. Erica is the co-founder of Cryptocurrency Simplified, a learning resource that aims to make cryptocurrency blockchain, distributed ledger technology, or DLT, and their many use cases easily understandable to both individuals and businesses. She's a regular international speaker and commentator on cryptocurrency, blockchain, and other emerging technologies and their potential to challenge traditional beliefs, systems, and markets. So she completed her master's degree in economics and politics at the University of Edinburgh. And then Erica did some volunteering internationally. She worked in sales and marketing for eight years. And then upon learning about the potential for blockchain technology and digital currency, she spent 18 months studying it nonstop and achieved 150 times return on her initial investment at the peak of the market. So she's currently working on a number of projects, including an educational course on cryptocurrency, a networking event for industry leaders called the Crypto Curry Club and two charity problems projects. She's also part of the other select DLT and tech projects. She's streamlining their business plans and making them viable and investable. Um, so the interview was actually really, really surprising. I actually connected uh, with someone on LinkedIn. We did a networking Skype call for actually, we ended up talking for about like 30 minutes. It was amazing. And as we were chatting, he said, how can I help you out? I said, I'm always looking for alpha females. He suggested Erica. I interviewed her pretty much right away and she made it in to season three of the podcast before the end of the year. So I hope you guys enjoy the chat. Welcome to the show, Erica. Hi, Robin. Hi, I'm so excited to get you on. We've recently connected through a mutual friend on LinkedIn. And when he sent over your profile, I was like, yep, alpha female, let's get her on. 
So what do you think of the definition that I sent over and how do you see yourself as an alpha female? Um, yeah, I think, I think it's a great definition and I love the fact that it's more about putting yourself first and, and looking after yourself and having sort of self-love and harmony as opposed to just focused on work and success and I guess what traditional means would, would have you say is successful. I definitely think it's much more important to be happy within yourself and, and peaceful within yourself and have a good energy than just focused on work. And how have you kind of found that for yourself? I, I, my, my default is, is to be a little bit black and white, to be honest. So my, my default without, if, if I leave myself sort of uncorrected, is to either flow totally into work and spend way too long hours working and focused on that or going the other way into I want to go off and enjoy and hike a mountain and read a load of books about psychology and spend time with people I love. So I, I, I guess my default is I, I'd find it easy to go too much one way or the other. I have an amazing life coach who I speak to very often, who's really, really good at helping me rebalance and um, get through everything I need to or want to do work-wise. But he's very, very good at focusing me back onto why are you doing this? What are you getting out of it? Is there anything that you don't need to do? What can you say no to? And making what I do for work be fun um, so that I'm not seeing it as work. It's easy to get caught up in, in having to do things and having a to-do list. Um, so he's really good at helping me get focused into how do I make this activity fun? Am I doing this because I want to do it? is it really useful to do something? And sometimes now I just say no to things, or even if there's things I've committed to do, um, I'll, I'll just, just cancel and just back out of it uh, to, to favor or to prioritize my own um, peace of mind, I guess, or, or just focusing on, on less things and doing them better. Um, and then I do now go out if I'm out, out at a weekend or sometimes I'll go and stay with friends at a weekend or go on a hike or just get out of London. And now I'm really good about my phone either doesn't come with me or it will come with me and it will go into airplane mode and it will stay on my bag or in my car for the entirety of that time. I love that. So that's, that's really important to me to sort of focus on the person people I'm with and just to also not get distracted. Mm -hmm. I think it's so important because there's so many of us that are um, either workaholics or recovering workaholics, wherever right. we kind of, we kind of label ourselves. Um, and there's nothing wrong. I always say on the podcast that there's nothing wrong if 90% of your week is spent on work, if you love it and you're taking care of yourself. Um, but I love that you recognize that you can get too far down the rabbit hole of, totally. <laughs> of work and so that you know that you have to bring the harmony in. And it's a reality for so many of us that week weekends are the time where we just fill our cup up. Um, I've had like a, we're recording this at the end of October and I just started a new job and launched, um, an online course. And I was just like, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> like I need, yeah. I need a break. And I spent uh, the day, uh, at a spa on Saturday and I was just like, oh yeah. Even though I have all my self-care practices and yeah. the little things, it's just sometimes you need to go all in into the self-care world on the weekend. So totally. Yeah. yeah. It's nice to hear um, that. And I, I live in central London, which is. I live in a really nice area of central London, which has got lots of parks and a canal and 
it's it's a really nice area, but still it's central London and it's noisy and it's it's quite a stressful area just to be in. So yeah, super important for me is is that weekends or a day off or holiday getting out of the city. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So we, um, we read your bio at the beginning of the show and, um, let everybody know that you're a co-founder of a cryptocurrency, um, company project. It's so new to the world that, um, my assumption is also that you're putting in so much hours because you're trying to get ahead of the curve. Um, so how are you building work-life harmony for yourself, um, as you're building this? It's actually been really hard. (laughs) So yeah, I, I got introduced to crypto early uh, early 2017, and then the, the markets were super, super volatile, and the markets were really going up, and I was trying to learn and research as much as I could, and I was, I was investing heavily at the time, and watching, watching volatile markets, it's, it's really stressful, and it's really time-consuming, and often I would just lose sleep just learning it and watching markets and watching charts and learning charts and wanting to sort of read and learn about all the different projects. And I, I went super in depth in my research. So the first six months was really, I had very little balance or work-life harmony. I was way too much at, at a laptop. And even to the point that I, I hired an art teacher for a while. And once a week, I just had a, I think it was like a three hour long just a private art class. And sometimes I'd feel guilty about going to that because I was just worried about what I was missing out on. And then I, I realized pretty quickly that that wasn't sustainable. Um, and so now we, we've got our own company. It's an information platform that we're building um, because there's just nothing out there in, in cryptocurrency and blockchain that really explains what it is, how to get started, how to get involved for an individual or a business in simple English. There's a lot of tech talk. There's a lot of expensive courses. There's a lot of scams out there. And there's really nothing that explains it all in in simple English with user guides and how-to guides for, for mainstream people, which is 99.9% of people. So when we got into it, we were learning ourselves and teaching ourselves and making a load of mistakes just because there was no other way of learning. So yeah, it's, we've been working really hard on that and it's, it's very content heavy and because it's quite niche, there's not really many people that we could employ to, to do a lot of the work. We, we've hired a lot of freelancers and in the end we found we were spending so much time checking their work and editing it that almost it's better us doing it ourselves because then we know it's correct. So that's been very time and, and resource heavy and we're getting now to the end of that. And I've, I'm also on two other blockchain projects, which are incredible projects with incredible people and learning loads. But I've, I've really had to get a lot stricter with myself about um, now taking weekends off for as much time as I, I allow myself to take off on a weekend and, and spending time with, with people I love and, and getting out of the city and just going on a walk or just getting out of London or I mean like you say a spa day would be amazing or sometimes I just go to my parents have a house in the countryside just near London uh, and it's just a super peaceful place to just go and leave my phone in the car and just spend a couple of days yeah so. that's interesting okay so it sounds like you had a, like you had a problem you were trying to find all the information you're like now I'm gonna build what I was looking for for right. somebody else yeah, yeah. 
Um, that's awesome. Um, so w- what would you say? Like, I, uh, our, our shows are usually 30 minutes and I'm guessing we could probably talk about cryptocurrency for an, an entire podcast episode, but, um, what would you want ambitious alpha females to know about it so that we can use your platform to educate ourselves? You mean what, what people would want to know about our platform or about the industry in general? Or just like, why should we educate ourselves around cryptocurrency? Right. So, well, cryptocurrency is one thing. It's, it's a digital means of sending money. So uh, the beauty of cryptocurrency is you've got about 2,000 different ones at the moment, of which the majority are basically have no real use and aren't going to be around that much longer. But it offers the potential for anybody anywhere in the world to send money, any amount of money, be it a microtransaction or a really large transaction, to anyone else almost instantly and almost for free without needing an account. Um, and the, the real interesting thing to look at is, is it's blockchain technology, which is built on top of it. It's a way of storing or sending value and information. And there's so many ways in which blockchain technology with with digital currency also is disrupting the world as we know it. I mean, for example, in the world, you've got two and a half billion people who don't have access to banks. Um, It's just not been financially um, viable or um, or rewarding enough for banks to go to these people. And these people are now with a $10 smartphone, you only need to have one in a village, can send money from A to B almost instantly, almost for free to each other. And until now, they've been relying on remittance companies which have been charging about up to 30% of their total incomes for them to send money home to their families often. Um, and that's only one of the industries that, that it's disrupting. Blockchain technology, there's almost every major company and industry uh, and even government in the world are looking at this technology and are aware that they need to implement it to make everything run a lot more efficiently, a lot more accountable, uh, well, with a lot more accountability. Um, blockchain makes companies more transparent and you can automate a lot of things using blockchain technology. So there's almost every industry in the world is, is being totally disrupted by the technology. So I think why it's really, really important and interesting to read about it is just because it's it's changing already and in the next few years it's going to be changing the world as we know it so much. And there's so many jobs and industries are going to be totally changed by it that it's it's just as much as anything. Investing in, in crypto is only one side of it, but it's it's also about looking into the future. It's like it's the equivalent of looking at the internet in say before the year 2000, and and thinking okay, it's probably a really good idea to understand how this technology works and to understand what a website does and is it useful for my company to have a look at having its own website. It's that sort of equivalent. That's awesome. Okay, cool. Um, t- so I asked you before we started recording, like uh, when I asked you, like, what are you most passionate about? Like, will we be talking about cryptocurrency? And you're like, no, yeah. I'm passionate about other things. So <laughs> <laughs> what else are you passionate about in this world? Um, I actually, I do actually on that note, I do spend a lot of time reading and looking into into future technologies and emerging tech, I mean, especially how it's changing, for example, energy systems and making everything a lot more efficient, I do find fascinating, but that is still that is still work. So um, I guess my, my favorite things to do are, are, I mean, really just getting out into fresh air. So take, take me up a mountain if I can hike a mountain or go diving or go sailing or sunbathe or just be in just somewhere totally remote with maybe one person <laughs> that I'm with. Um, that, that, that's me at my happiness. So, um, 
yeah, totally just, just going on a hike, getting out of the city, just going to totally new places and just walking or being outside. Um, I just love doing that. Just if I'm with one person I love or one person who's really interesting, that that's my idea of greatness. Um, I also, I'm fascinated by human potential, how far we can push ourselves, like how we can get the most out of ourselves. So I've read loads of books about psychology and about human potential. Um, and I spend a lot of time reading about that and looking into that and also looking at how I can um, implement that to myself to, to get the best out of me, not, not on a business success viewpoint, but in terms of happiness, how I can be the, the most kind, most loving version of myself that I can be, which I fail at every day. But I, 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 love, I love looking into that and, and pushing myself on that. That's so cool. So quickly on the hiking, I have friends that are in Great Britain right now that are hiking the Lake District and I had uh-huh. no yeah. idea. So I feel like I feel when people think of England, they don't think of the amazing outdoor adventures that you can get right. into until you yeah. actually start looking into it. But um, absolutely gorgeous. So it's nice to hear because it was the same when I was living in Toronto, which is, you know, our, our major hub in right. Canada. It was just like, I need to get out of the city. Like it was just that, yeah. that anxious feeling that I was always having. And now I live in a city where, you know, I get... I think it's like a 30 minute drive to, um, uh, the Gatineau park, which is our local park, but it's just nice. like, it's so much nicer to be able to, um, to truly get into nature. Uh-huh. Yeah. So nice. it's nice to hear. And then on the human potential, um, when did you start getting interested in like self-development? Did you have like someone recommend a book or a podcast and, um, or have you always just been curious about um, teaching yourself more? I, I've, I've always been curious and I've always been the one to ask a load of questions and to want to know everything and to look everything up. Um, how, I, how I really got into that, I, I, I went to Asia backpacking for a year and a half. So um, in, I think it was 2011, um, I'd worked before I'd saved a bunch of money and I just booked a one-way flight and just spent 18 months just backpacking, traveling and just trying a load of new experiences and going to a load of new places and just meeting loads of people. And, um, after I'd been there probably a month or a couple months, everybody kept saying, Oh, you've got to try meditation, try meditation. And I, I didn't really know what it was. And I was kind of scared by the concept and I, I thought they were all sort of tree hugging hippies, to be honest. And <laughs> because I'd been just working in central London until then, but, uh, so many people had said, you've got to try meditation that, uh, I, I did, I signed up for a 10 day silent retreat in, in Thailand on the Island I was on. So you just like jumped right in. <laughs> uh, I just totally jumped right in. I had no idea what I was letting myself in for. And it was really hard. And I, I left those 10 days just feeling just so clear headed and so much peace and just a lot happier about the way I saw things. And it was all about looking at how you see the world and, and just acting more lovingly and more compassionately and letting go of a load of stuff. Um, so then they had another one like three weeks after that. So I went back and did another 10 days, uh, there. And then I I've done now like a total of like 10 of those meditation retreats, which I try and do one every year just to totally re recenter me, rebalance me. Um, and people there kept talking about law of attraction and, um, just loads of, of terms that I'd never even heard about before. So I just, because it was Asia, you've got 
all sort of backpacker types or all these books floating around. I just read, I read, I read, and I spoke to people and I just kept getting my eyes and mind just open so much more. Um, so that, that's how it all started. And then I came back and, and I've kept a lot of that up. Um, and then when I came back, I got a life coach and who I, I've had a few different ones now, but I found that to be incredible to just help me reprioritize what's important, help me see things more clearly, help me focus on doing what I want to do or living how I would want to live or being sort of the best version of me that I can be rather than just getting bogged down in routine and work. So that's been amazing. It's so funny because you said at the beginning of the show, like you're either like all in or not. And it's like, so you went all in <laughs> on the meditation. <laughs> I, I totally did. Yeah. And then um, this year I, uh, I'd heard there's this thing called it's biocyber or it's like, it's, it's an advanced form of neurofeedback, which I didn't know anything about it other than I'd seen people like Tony Robbins and Dave Asprey talking about it. And it's like a week of, it's like $20,000 a week and I got a discount for a friend, but it's, um, it's a week of basically having electrodes strapped to your head and measuring the alpha in your brain. And I had no idea what it was. I had no idea what neurofeedback was other than a few sort of amazing people who I looked up to had been talking about it saying it's the most powerful sort of transformational thing that you can do. Um, so I'd wanted to do it and I'd thought there's no way I'm paying that money and it's crazy and I don't know what it is and they're probably all being paid to, to sell it. And then a friend of mine went and did it for, um, she went twice and, and said it was the best thing she'd ever done. And I had to come go with her. So I went one week in May this year and then back again the next month to, uh, and it's, it really has been the single biggest thing I've ever done in terms of self development or, or personal anything. It's, it's changed how I see a lot of things and changed how I feel a lot of, about a lot of things. Yeah. That's so cool. Okay. So those, those are like the all in mega doses of, um, but do you have like a daily meditation practice or I'd love to say I do, but I don't, um, no, I I've tried a few times and I haven't, I just haven't kept it up at home. I do every morning I go, I do a hot yoga class, um, which is, it's hard and it's, sweaty and it's 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 kind of like a meditation because you're in you're so focused on doing that that it's you, you your mind doesn't think about anything else and I, I I find I go I like to go on a run if if I get a little bit stressed or a little bit worked up just taking myself a quick run kind of gets me to where I want to be it sounds like you need the all-in things to challenge yourself <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. to slow down it's not even slow yeah. down it's like just challenge yourself to like be present in the you know the hour that you would take the hot yoga right. class or the the time you would take the run yeah. like you need to block right. those off instead of like smaller bite-sized pieces <laughs> yeah and what a coach did did say to me uh, um what I should do every day is just sit for five minutes and just, just be with myself. And if there's pain or something, just, just focus on that. And so sometimes I do that just for five minutes, just set a timer and, and sit with that. Yeah. Um, which, which is also great. It's, I guess it's a little bit like a Vipassana meditation. Yeah. I do the, I do five minutes in the morning cause that's all I can handle in terms of like being able to sit still, um, and not be like, okay, I need to go work now. I need to go yeah. and write a blog or do, right. do something podcast oriented before I go off to the full-time job. So I'm like five yeah. minutes I can do. Um, yeah. and who knows if I'll ever increase that, but it's been serving me so well. Yeah. 
Okay, cool. So let's get into a little bit more um, how you take care of it yourself. So you've talked about, you know, going for a run, hot yoga. Do you have any other fitness routines that you love? Do you take classes? Do you go to the gym? No, I don't. I part of, no, I, a part of me would really like to get into a sort of a weight training thing just for more strength. I don't, I just don't enjoy gyms. I don't enjoy the atmosphere at them. Then I'd rather just go on a really long walk at a weekend um, and, and get out. So no, not not fitness wise. Um, I during the week I eat generally super healthily, so I I make juice and smoothies, and I'm pretty much vegan at home. Um, so during the week I I really focus on on eating healthily. Not not even going out of my way to do so. It's just I find if I eat bad food or if I eat heavy food, it it drains my energy. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I eat healthily at home. And then if a friend says, hey, let's go for a pizza tonight for dinner, I will happily go for the pizza <laughs> for dinner or, or anything else. And that weekends, I just tend to eat and do whatever I want. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good bout. Like I'll use the word balance there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, okay. Do you have any um, habits for reducing stress at the end of the day if you're the type of person that like bottles it up throughout the day? Um, I, 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 if I am worried or stressed about something, I've got a few really good friends who, um, I, I would then usually either call and just talk to, or just go arrange to go for a quick drink with, um, and just chatting things through often helps me see that I'm totally overthinking it. Um, or, you know, just sometimes just, especially if I'm at home, getting out of the flat, leaving my phone at home, just going on a quick little walk or a quick little run, um, will do, will do the trick. but. Yeah, usually I would then call a friend and yeah, that's awesome. Just be crazy. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I enjoy reading. I haven't, uh, and then I do tend to read books about psychology. Also, I find it really interesting. But uh, I, sometimes I have to make myself be like, okay, no, I'm just not going to work now. I'm just going to leave my laptop and just sit and read for an hour. I love that your your relaxing time is reading psychology. <laughs> <laughs> like always learning yeah yeah guilty if you could go back in time and tell your 20 year old self something that she needed to know that you that you wish someone else had told you what would it be you know this is something I wish I could do in practice um I was almost very conditioned by my parents who who are amazing and meant incredibly well but there was almost no choice other than going to one of the best universities and getting a really sensible degree um, which I did. And I, I guess I, I would say, think about what you really want to do. What are you passionate about? You don't have to earn money. You don't have to have a good job. You don't have to have a certain title. It really doesn't matter. None of this matters. None of it's important. Just what do you want to do? How do you want your life to be? Um, and actually, I'd, given, given the, the chance, I'd say just, you know, before you go to uni, before you go and study and commit your life one way or another, just go and travel for a few years. Just make, you know, make a bit of money, go travel, live, see, see the world, see what you want to experience. And then if you want to go study, go study what you're really interested in studying and do it just because you want to learn that, not because you feel like you have to have a degree from a good university. Um, I, I got really into that. And then after after uni, I, I went straight into the, well, I'd ran out of money after studying. So I just, I got a job in the city and, and it's a real tie. I, I, I almost say, you know, don't, 
don't get caught up. Don't ever buy property. Don't ever get a mortgage. <laughs> don't get a pet. <laughs> you're having don't you're having issues with like the the tie, tying yourself down to things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually I re- regret ever buying property. I regret I've got a cat and he's my baby, and I sometimes really regret that. I I guess when I felt really free and happiest is when I just had a backpack and I could decide hey, I just want to go to this country tomorrow or I just want to go to a different island or next week I want to go on a cruise. Um, and I had a really blissful time in Asia during that. And I think actually having more time to just not worry about money and not worrying about a career and not thinking about what you should be doing or having to do things because you've got a mortgage, just really doing what you want to do and focusing on that. And even if that means living at your parents for longer, or if that means living really, really cheaply somewhere, but just living and doing what you want to do rather than thinking I've got to go back to London or I've got to make a load of money or I've got to get a job or I've got to be successful, which, and none of that really matters at all. And none of that adds any happiness to life. We sound um, very similar in terms of conditioning from parents. Cause my, my grandfather went to Oxford and then my dad right. Uh, my dad shares a degree, uh, the same as you, uh, he, he got, um, a PhD in economics at Harvard. So I was just like, okay, so my grandfather and my dad have both like set the stage. So I've got to go to university and get a degree. Um, and it sounds like a lot of people have that kind of, um, dilemma, whether to travel right away, go to school. And I think the, the biggest thing is how do you just bring those things into your life now? Because I decided to not be like, Oh, okay. I wish I had done this. So now I'm just going to bring it into my life now and prioritize travel two to three times a year. Um, and get so excited about doing like a really adventurous trip. Like I went to Patagonia two years ago in Mallorca last year, and we just did three weeks in Europe. So it's just like, okay, how do I bring it in now? Because I hear you when so many people, you know, put off, um, the higher education or even put it off completely because you really, you really don't need a higher education to thrive and, um, yeah, thrive or even survive in this world. Um, it's just, yeah, yeah, it's nice to hear, um, that whatever your gut is calling you to do, like if your gut is calling you to go travel, you go travel. If your gut is like, Oh no, I really want to buy a house and have a home base. Like there's nothing, Mm. There's nothing that's like stressful about that because you could still travel as much as you want. So, right. Yeah. yeah. It's um it's nice to hear that that was what your gut was telling you and I'm assuming you now are traveling as much as possible or are you figuring out how to bring it into your life? Yeah, at the, at the moment figuring. I I went on quite a few holidays earlier this year and I have done I mean I've, I've been lucky if I've managed to see quite a lot of the world and the last few months just by getting asked to be involved in some incredible projects, which I didn't want to say no to. And I'm really glad I'm a part of, um, the last few months I've been super, super busy and just just really tired in London. And I've actually just said, no, there was a couple work trips abroad that I was, I was meant and booked to go on that I've actually just canceled just because I was feeling overwhelmed by it. And then actually I'd rather just stay home and, and, keep on with my routine rather than needlessly going places. Um, so the, the last few months have been busier and, and at the moment there's our, our website, which we've been working really hard. And I think in a few months time, um, we'll be in a position with that where it is mostly done. 
And then I think for, I'm definitely planning for the near future. How can I get more travels and how can I get more holidays? And, um, and just knowing that even it doesn't necessarily make me happier. I can just be as happy and locally, um, with people I love, but it, there's, there's really an amazing opportunity to see the world. So that, that's what I'm trying at the moment to, to work out how I can get things ticking. So, so I can take myself away from things. Uh, so the, the last few months have been busier, but I think that will, the, the, the aim is for that to change next year. Yeah. We read in your bio that you're an international speaker and commentator on cryptocurrency. So now you just have to plan all of your speaking gigs around places in the world that you still want to see. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally. yeah. Um, um, okay, cool. Well, we've reached the end of our time together. It's been really lovely to chat with you, but will you leave our listeners with my very favorite last question? Um, and it's always, what is your definition of happiness? Um, my definition of happiness is it's for me, it's really about having, having total peace of mind. So that that's the most important thing for me, not feeling I've got to be doing something or being anywhere. So my happiness is happiest is when I'm really outside in fresh air with somebody I love, just, just not necessarily even doing anything, maybe hiking, maybe walking, maybe sunbathing in a meadow or on a beach, just, just being outside with someone I love. Um, or, or yeah, actually just with sometimes with my best friends, sometimes with my parents, just sometimes curled up by a fire or at a table, just talking and really just relaxing and enjoying people's company. Mm, that's so lovely. Um, just being wherever you are. Right. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been absolutely a pleasure chatting with you. Thank you, Robin. Hi, my alphas. I just wanted to chat with you quickly. I have no script for this clip, but I wanted to make sure that I am getting your feedback. So we're coming up on the end of the year. You're going to hear this clip in the last five episodes before the end of 2018. So what I would really, really love for you to do is we've got another survey. So at the end of the year, I always ask you, my listeners, to give me feedback on what you like about guests, what do you like about questions, how we could make it better. I've been really thinking hard, and to be completely honest, I'm at a tipping point where I'm not sure I'm going to continue with this podcast because I don't know if it's serving you. There's so many times when I do get messages from some of my amazing listeners who tell me how an episode impacts them or something that popped out at them. And that means the world to me. Um, but I'm not always getting feedback from you guys. So sometimes it just sounds like I'm putting this, um, podcast and these episodes out into thin air, thin air, and I don't know how they're being received. So this is what I'm doing. I am going to reward you for filling out the survey. So I'm giving away a doTERRA yoga collection to one lucky survey filler outer. So please go to bit.ly forward slash podcast survey 2018. That's bit.ly forward slash podcast survey 2018. And I'm asking you lots of questions because I'm trying to figure out, well, one, I've been doing this podcast for three years now. And it's always the same questions, always the same format. So maybe I want to switch things up. Maybe we're going to do different episode formats. Maybe I'll do more solo episodes. 
We'll see, but I need your feedback and I need a lot of feedback because there's quite a lot of downloads. So I really want to get a really wide array of answers from every single one of you that listen. So again, please head on over to bit.ly forward slash podcast survey 2018. If you're driving, just give yourself a, like make a voice note at a red light. Don't do anything to harm your safety, but just give yourself a voice note to remind yourself to go there when you get to the office or back home to a computer, bit.ly forward slash podcast survey 2018. I can't wait to hear your feedback. And at the end of the year, I will do a draw for the Yoga doTERRA collection kit. I will post about um, who wins on my Instagram and I'll reach out to them via email. I thank you all for listening this year. It has been absolutely amazing producing um, this show in 2018. So I can't wait to hear your feedback. This episode is sponsored by Four Sigmatic. It's the most popular mushroom product on the market, and I've actually been drinking their Shaga tea even before they sponsored the Tim Ferriss podcast. So I figured it was about time I got you guys a beautiful discount so you can snag your own mushroom coffee, tea, or hot cacao mix. I'm obsessed with the Shaga mushroom tea. I drink it in the afternoon for a really high dose of antioxidants. And then the hot cacao mix with reishi mushrooms is my favorite for an evening treat if I have a sweet tooth craving. So use the promo code alphafemale at checkout for 10% off and you can shop on their website at foursigmatic.com. For the listeners of the Alpha Female podcast, Audible is now offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so you can check out their service. There's some amazing books like You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero or The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash alpha. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash alpha for your free audiobook. Thank you for listening to the Alpha Female Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. And I would love you to eternity and back if you would be so kind to open your podcast app of choice. Go do it now before changing to the next episode. And just leave me a rating and review. It'll help other alpha females find this podcast and join in on the conversations. You can find more of me at robinbaldwin.com and join us next week for another inspiring chat. Have a spectacular day.